How did the 10 seeds both win in the play-in tonight? The Bulls, the Thunder, we'll talk about them both, and Kyle Kuzma doing the most. Talk about that on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Inkstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On NBA your first listen each and every day. Subscribe to Locked On NBA for free or follow on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us. Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls. Whew. After a win, what you got for me, Pat, the designer? What are we still doing? <laughs> what is happening? Like, what? What? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to just keep rooting because I'm not ready for off-season content. Uh, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. The championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items. Exclusions apply. Today, we'll get into the Thunder win against the Pelicans. The Bulls win against the Raptors and who the MVP was of that game. And then a little bit later, we'll play we'll play Count It Up, where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. And there's only one thing, because there's one thing that's dominating today, and that is Kyle Kuzma's thread about Spencer Dinwiddie. And was Kyle Kuzma too out of pocket? We'll talk about that. Uh, but let's start Bucks. here. The, <laughs> the Bulls get a win against the Raptors, 109 to 105. And, man, if I'm starting with this game, and... I think I start with Zach Levine because his third quarter, 17 points, finishes the game with 39, 12 of 22 from the field, 13 of 15 from the free throw line. The rest of the Bulls took seven free throws, two from Vooch, five from DeRozan, all 15 from from Zach Levine. Like, he carried this team in the second half. This is what Mr. 215 215 is supposed to do. Right. This is this is what your max player is supposed to do. He stepped up in your biggest game of the season. You're going up against the Raptors. You're down 19 in this game. You got to get yourself back into this game quickly. I thought that he did a really good job getting himself going offensively starting in the second quarter. Right. Like no points in the first. I don't believe maybe two, maybe two in the first. Got nine points in the second quarter. Thought he really cooked there. Uh, in that second quarter, got himself really going. Third quarter, right, like you said, 17 in the quarter, really was the offensive focal point. And, I, I mean, like, listen, give Zach Levine his flowers or flowers are due. Uh, I thought he played well on both sides of the court. A lot of people laugh at Zach Levine when he said, uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm one of the best defensive on-ball players in the league. I don't know if I go that far, Zach, Yo. but... Um, you know, I feel like you're a better defensive on-ball player. <laughs> I feel like you're a much better defensive on-ball player than what we've seen in your career. And I thought that Zach Levine really was the best player on the Chicago Bulls court tonight. Mm. I mean, once once they put the ball in his hands, he went to work. And it, it really showed, right, like, size didn't matter. Uh, his size didn't matter when it came to uh, Zach Levine. <laughs> Being able to attack the rim because they threw everything they could at him, Polo, Siakam, all of that, and he was able to get the finish. You and I did a, or you, me and Hayes did a uh, preview of this of this playing game, basically of of the Bulls going into the postseason. And the one thing that I heard from Hayes, and I also heard from you, like leading yeah. up to this, is that yeah. the Bulls just had to have enough heart 
to win this game? Like, which Bulls are we going to see? Are we going to see a Bulls team that basically tries and, like, goes all goes all for it? Or a Bulls team that shows up and is, like, too cool for too cool for school, doesn't really do the things, like, the little things that you need to? Sort of yeah. like what we saw from Miami against the Hawks the other night. But we did we see that Bulls team with the heart, or did they win in a different way? No, I thought we saw that Bulls team with the heart, right? And when you look at uh, the Bulls overall, Pat Bev, when you look at the stat sheet, doesn't make a big impact. Only 25 minutes, three points, three rebounds, right? But you saw that Bulls team defensively start to get itself together. That's the thing that makes the biggest difference with this team. They have come together as a defensive unit. And they're one of, I I believe, finishing the season is the maybe best defense in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. At least top two. Top two or top three, somewhere in there. At least top five. For sure top five. For sure top five, right? But I think the thing is, right, when I look at Patrick Williams' second half, when I look at Kobe White's second half, when I look at Patrick Beverly's second half, Alex Caruso's second half, I'm looking at these guys on the defensive end of the basketball and how they literally write, like, First off, credit to Billy Donovan for actually uh, adjusting. And how they adjusted, right, was a double team coming and guys playing the passing lanes. P. Will played the passing lanes. Pat Bale played the passing lanes. Uh, Alice Caruso lived in the passing lanes. DeMar DeRozan got in, right? When when you saw back-to-the-basket plays on Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes was spinning off in the first half, easy buckets at the at, at, at right at the rim. Second half, he's spinning right into DeMar DeRozan's lap. DeMar DeRozan able to get a couple of strip steals there. Those are the things that make the biggest difference when you're looking at this Bulls team. It's not just about, do I have a great defender at every single position? Nobody does. It's 2023 in the NBA. It's not 1993. So when I look at this team, it's about how does the help defense work? My best defender is sending a very good offensive player into somebody that we may say is an okay or mediocre defender, but literally he's turning with the ball out right into the hands of another player, and the Bulls were able to take advantage of that. Defensively, this team showed out. That's where the heart showed up the most to me. It's just about having disruptors, right? Like, be in the right place and have a couple of disruptors. I think Alex Crusoe is that. I think Patrick Beverly at times can be that. Patrick Williams obviously yep. is that. But, like, to have, you know, that what did they finish with? Ten blocks. Crusoe had three. DeRozan had two. Uh, Patrick Williams had two and then the, the uh, Raptors had 14 turnovers and you created, you yeah. turned those into points, like just to disrupt it, just to be in the right spot, I feel like was the main thing. And they, they, I feel like they used, like they tried to, to, to make the thunder be like a jump shooting team. And neither of these teams are, are good jump shooters. Like the, the, the story at the beginning of the game was that, uh, the Raptors were making their threes and the Bulls weren't like the Raptor, the Bulls yeah. started like zero for six to start the game from three, even going into like, Halftime, they weren't really shooting the ball well from three. Didn't yeah. finish the like, seven of twenty six to finish the game. So like they, the Raptors were forced into that a little bit. Didn't really create enough elsewhere besides Siakam doing his thing. Fred Van Vliet was getting some stuff going early as well, but yeah, nobody else really stepped up for them because the Bulls were forcing them into those into the situations that that, that don't maximize those players on offense at least. And yeah. uh, that was I thought that was a key thing with the Bulls defense. No, yeah, and I think, right, the Bulls' biggest problem this season, it, it, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like, this isn't a different Bulls team that we saw tonight. It just isn't. They still couldn't shoot. <laughs> they, still, they still got off to a slow start in the first half. They Like, this is the exact same Bulls team we talked about all season, but in the second half, I think the thing that you saw that was the most different was a Bulls team that was able to, okay, hey, we're going to clamp up defensively, and I've said this, with, this is when the Bulls are best. If you're a great defensive team, the thing you need to do on the other side of that is turn that into offense. 
In this game, in the second half, the Chicago Bulls were able to turn those steals into buckets at the rim. The mm. Chicago Bulls were able to turn those steals into wide-open three-pointers. The Chicago Bulls were able to turn those steals into an offense that put the Toronto Raptors on their heels and got you back into the game. In the first half, that wasn't happening. The Bulls weren't playing bad defense in the first half. The Bulls were closing out well. They were rotating well. Right, like I looked at them, and I was like, this isn't a bad defensive play. You just can't score the basketball on the other end of the court. That's the biggest problem that you have right now. Once you get the offense going, Zach Levine cooking, that made the difference. The other thing that stood out to me is that the Bulls allowed, or the Raptors allowed 52 points in the paint to the Bulls. The Bulls just kept attacking and attacking and attacking. You think for yeah. a team with like the Raptors with OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pertl, like all these guys with you know with long wingspans and are known as defensive guys and all that, that you wouldn't allow 52 points in the paint to this Bulls team that yeah. is mostly a jump shooting team, right? Like they don't take threes, but they take a bunch of mid-range shots and don't have yeah. like a ton of attackers. So I thought that was really interesting that they allowed that many points in the paint. No, I was surprised as well, but I, I will say this, right? Like, I think that was what, and I did a, the crossover with Sean Woodley from Locked On Raptors. I think that was why they're talking about Nick Nurse's probably being on the hot seat, probably being out at this point, right? Which was very, very surprising to hear because of the adjustments that the Bulls were able to make to get into the paint. I thought early in that game, they kept the Bulls out of the paint, didn't allow them to go to Vooch, didn't allow them to get uh, attack the bucket right. In the second half, I didn't see that. Zach Levine got to the bucket at will, moving people literally out of his way. Like, yeah. literally just like, you're going to allow contact? Like, we're playing the physical game? Okay, I'm just going to run you over and then make this layup that's going to be very tough, but it is what it is. Um, I, I thought that that was the th that was such a key moment for the Chicago Bulls where, like, there wasn't an adjustment on, hey, let's collapse in the paint. And I think that's why, like, we might be heading into next season with Nick Nurse jobless. <laughs> Like, that's a wild statement to say because I actually think he's a good head coach. But Raptors fans and the Raptors uh, uh, PR, or, or not PR, but uh, uh, media, does not. Raptor, Raptor State Media. <laughs> Raptor State Media. <laughs> Take you out. Uh, yeah, uh, which is, is interesting. I think he'll find a job. Like, I think the, the Rockets or somebody should should hire him for sure if, if he's going to be available. But, yeah, that's wild for them. But so far... We have not even mentioned the real MVP of this game. Coming up. Dior Darnell DeRozan. I hope her middle name's not Darnell. Her dad's middle name is Darnell. Please, God, don't let that be her middle name. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. You want to make sure your backcourt fits. You want to make sure that your wings fit, the bigs, all that. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you find parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game with no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Pat, thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA. For your second listen today, go check out Lockdown Mavs. Lockdown Bulls post a, po a play and win. 
Listen to Hayes and uh, and Pat on Lockdown Bulls for a second. Listen, let's. It's just pure surprise. It's just like, what are we doing here, bro? Like, I was surprised because you guys were downplaying it so much throughout the throughout the the preview videos I did throughout going the season. I watched every Wednesday night. I was listening to you talk about this Bulls team, and I was like, man, this team can't do anything. And we then, lost a lot on Wednesdays. I will say that every <laughs> night we had to do this show, we lost a lot of games. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the real MVP. Of this game is Dior DeRozan. Dar- Listen, I, I, DeMar DeRozan's I, I, daughter was sitting <laughs> under the basket and under the basket that the Raptors were shooting at in the second half, which was key. And it's quiet in the room, in the arena because it's a Raptors home game. And so during free throws, the only person that can be audibly heard is DeRozan's daughter. Who's like what? Like, like upper elementary school or something like that. And like after, when a free throw is about to go up, she's timing it perfectly so that right as that player is about to release, she goes, ah, she just screams as loud yep. as she could to the tune of 18 of 36 free throws for the Raptors. They missed 18 free throws. Incredible. You have to go back in NBA history. I looked up at playoff basketball. I know this is not a, technically a playoff game, but I looked up playoff basketball. Only eight times in NBA history has a team taken 36 or more free throws in a playoff game and shot 50% or worse. Eight times of all the playoff games that have ever been played. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is insane. Honestly, she was probably the Bulls' best defender in this game. A hundred percent. Big credit to D.R. DeRozan. Um, I, I thought that she... I, I mean, it, it shows the basketball passion that runs through that family, right? I know there's a lot of Bulls fans that are ready to move on from DeMar DeRozan. I know there's a lot of Bulls fans that that just don't believe that he's the answer here in Chicago. Okay, th- there's a, there's an argument for all of that. But it's you see the passion. His family's at the game. They, they, they often sit courtside at these games. Uh, she's making an impact literally just by screaming <laughs> in the stand. 36 screams per 18, uh, for 18 is free. Like, bro, like, are we being, are those Wilt numbers? Are those Wilt numbers when it comes to fan? She, uh, let, let, let's ask this question here. We know a lot of the major fans around here. Is D.R. DeRozan <laughs> an up and coming top NBA fan all time? Wow. You got You got to I mean. There's there's some fans out there. The Raptors have a guy that make an impact like this though. Yeah, Fair. this is an impact. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. At first I was like, oh, she's screaming. That's that's nice. Like oh, <laughs> it, I like I get that. I you're you're screaming. You're trying to make sure that they make. But like you literally could see right. Like going into that third and fourth quarter, they were waiting for the scream, and she started timing it differently. Yes. That is insane. She was NBA level <laughs> talent as a fan on this one. Well, and let's go. Let's take it another level. 12 seconds left. Caruso gets the foul call on him. That was changed in the right after the call because they originally called one it. One of the worst calls ever. They originally the called that ever. call what on the floor or something. He wasn't in the act it, of shooting. It, it was, uh, so, so it's a pump fake. Yeah. Comes down. Caruso fouls him. He's Brutal. on the floor. Turns around. Throws it up. And they're like, yeah, that's three. They originally called it. It was on the floor, and it would have been two free throws. Instead, they change it. Like they they huddle up. The refs huddle up, and then change it to he's in the act of shooting. So it's three free throws. So Siakam goes. He can tie the game. He yeah. goes one of three. 
from this because of DR DeRozan, who was screaming with the defense and the broadcast had already been talking about it so much uh, that it was, but it was real at that point. I really think that that affected uh, Siakam and <laughs> shooting at that point. But I, I uh, thought, I thought the second one was more impactful. I thought the third one he missed on purpose, but she's still fair, out here cooking. Fair. She's still out here. I thought the third one he missed. Cause it was a, it, 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 at that point it was a two point game. You're trying to get the ball back, put it back up. It was extra cool for DeRozan because it's kind of a homecoming. He spent so much time in Toronto. Uh, Katie yeah. Heindel, who's a, a Raptors writer and a contributor on lockdown Raptors said this, imagine a child you knew, when they were a baby, years later, making eye contact with you as he took a deep breath at the free throw line, then shredded your soul with the screech of an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> it was impressive, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. We might have to move her into GOAT fan status early on in her career. I don't know where she takes this, but I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen an NBA fan affect a game this much. What about the baby that fist bumped? Devin Booker, didn't they lose that game? They did lose that game. Yeah, didn't they? That, uh, DeRozan, where after is the, that baby? DeRozan, where is that baby? DeRozan, <laughs> that baby's probably in college now. DeRozan, DeRozan said in after college. the game. <laughs> DeRozan said after the game, I kept hearing something during the game on free throws. Somebody missed, and I looked back, and I was like, "Damn, that's my daughter screaming." I just was making sure she was all right. <laughs> Hey, bro, DeMar had that moment where he was like, act, act right in front of these people. <laughs> what y'all doing? What are you doing? Uh, hey, he, look, hey, look. He, but, then he's, but then he's like, like here, here's the best part. I don't know if y'all peeped this. On the ESPN stream, it did show it. <laughs> on the NBC stream, I don't know if they showed this. So you might have saw it, you might have not. Her mom's talking to her at one point. Yeah. And she goes, hold on. And then looks at Siakam. <laughs> And then screams like like she goes. She her mom's talking to her in between free throws. He makes the first like, hold on, mom. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, it is one of the shout out to Dr. Rose. Shout out to Dr. Rose. Incredible, incredible. Uh, moving on, the Oklahoma City Thunder get a win as well against the against the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Huge win for a super young team. In the NBA, love seeing that from uh, the Thunder. The Thunder get the win again. And, uh, man, if I'm going to start with anything, I, I I think I'm starting with SGA in this game. But there's there's so many ways you can go with this with the Thunder. But, well, we'll start with SGA. I, he, 32 points in this game. And I think this Thunder team takes on his, like, mentality, takes on his approach to the game. And he is just so poised. Like, they all take cues from him. And he's poised. Nothing rattles him. He's calm. He, you know, he, he doesn't scream. It doesn't even seem like he complains to the refs very he much. Did you say he doesn't scream? Wait, is it, are we back at DeAndre DeRozan? Oh, no. <laughs> he doesn't scream during free throws. His free throws. I know. Okay. Confidence, baby. Confidence. He doesn't do that. Uh, and I think they just took so many cues from him, and he was just so cool, calm, and collected that they can withstand these runs. Like, if – like. Trey Murphy, 15 points in the second quarter. The Pelicans are going on a run. They take the lead back. They you know, start building lead. And the, the Thunder are like, it's okay. We, we can come back. Like, we'll make it back. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's two guys that I look at in this game that I, I talk about the other guys a lot when it comes to the Bulls, when it comes to a lot of teams around the NBA, right? Who are the other guys that are going to step up? I know what Lou Dort could bring defensively. I know what Shea can bring offensively. I think the thing in this game was we saw it from both sides of the court for both of these guys. Yes. Shea defensively was a dog. 
in this game. Yeah. And I think when I looked at Lou Dort offensively, I was like, listen, I know you can shoot, but like <laughs> eight for 14, four for eight from the three-point line, like really being able to attack and on top of that, Josh Giddies just keeps finding you guys open. Oh, by the way, he's also getting involved offensively. Like Shea is literally, I, I feel like this entire season and most of Shea's career has been, where is the help going to come from? I, I know I have my guys with me, but on a night-in, night-out basis, where is the help going to come from? If this is the turning point from this team and you see a Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Shea Gilgis type of lineup, I feel really good about the future of the OKC Thunder yet again because what we saw tonight was a masterful performance and they dominated. I mean, most pretty much the entire time, right? New Orleans gets back into it, but I thought they really did a good job keeping control. They kept control and they kept poise, like I said, and they withstood some runs. They didn't dominate this game the whole time. I wouldn't say that, but they like withstood some runs. The Pelicans took the lead early in the game, and then they came back. And then in the third quarter, they took the lead, and then they came back. And then they withstood the the run beginning of the fourth quarter for the Pelicans. Like it was just, it was just throughout this whole game, you saw them like lose and come back and lose and come back. And yeah. coming up, let's talk about how these guys did that. How did Dort score <laughs> twenty seven points, which is wild? How did Giddy go off for almost a triple double, thirty one points in this game, and uh, and all that? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America, and you can go check out the No Sweat First Bet. Uh, up to $1,000 you can bet for the for your first time, and if you don't win, you get it back. So go check it out. They have all kinds of stuff. Ooh, they already have odds for Bulls Heat. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen this yet. What we guess, got? Guess the spread. Who's favored and by how many points? I would say Miami is probably favored by six points. Miami by five, giving them, giving them a little bit of credit. Miami at home, too, so they always give the home teams a little bit extra. Yep. Uh, Timberwolves, Thunder, which is the other 9-8. Uh, nine, nine, yeah, 9-8 game, that or the 10-8 the, mm-hmm. uh, game that we're seeing now. Uh, Minnesota minus four and a half against the Thunder. That one's interesting, too. They ju- literally just changed as I'm looking at this. Minus five now for the Heat. Uh, it was five and a half, so <laughs> mm. check that out. Uh, I took that hook away. Okay, on FanDuel, see what else is available all across NBA, MLB, all kinds of things. Go check it out again. FanDuel.com/slash locked on. All right, Pat, we're talking about the OKC Thunder, how they got the win against the Pelicans, and yeah. Giddy was amazing. We talked about SGA, the poise he had, how Dort did it on both ends. Like just his threes early and him going up 14 points in the first quarter. It's the most points yep. he scored in the first quarter ever in his career. Uh, hitting four threes is huge. Free throws, seven of eight. But I thought Giddy is just like the other, like the, the second heat that you need as a team. Like offensively, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara had been, has been that guy for them for the, like the second half of this year. He's been awesome. Didn't have it going in this one necessarily, but Giddy did 31 points, nine boards, 10 assists, just finding guys. And the thing about Josh Giddy that I just love watching is he doesn't like do crazy, like stutter steps or hezzies or yeah. like in between the legs, or he tried to spin and turned it over. But when he just goes downhill, straight, like literally just straight <laughs> lines, if he's in straight lines, it's so impossible to, to stop him. And it's so weird to watch because you're like, just, just get in front of him. Like, just slide your feet over, get in front of him. And guys are like, no, I'm just going to, he's just going to drive right by me. And he's, he's so much bigger than you expect him to be. Like, you just look at, you look at a guy who looks like me, like 
white with the hair and all that. And you're like, this guy's not a big guy. He's got better hair than you. I'm not, I'm sorry, Nick. He's his, got better hair than you. His hair stays in the same place the whole time like an anime character. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Flows, he, he, it flows back like there's constant wind coming in his face. Yeah, yeah. He's got better hair than you. I hate to tell you, bro. I, it's fine. I, it's, I, it's, it's tough. I understand it. I, I get it. I get it. You're still up there for hair on locked on, though. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, dog, I, I, I will say this about Josh Giddy, right? This is the kind of game that speaks to his style of play. The playoff, we have to get set. We have to set an offense up. I have to pick people apart. So speaks many to passes. his style of play. So many passes. He's initiating a ton of them. He, he's the guy that's getting downhill. And, and the thing is, right, I, I, you saw it early the New Orleans Pelicans started worrying about him facilitating and then he started to get going offensively. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought that Giddy was such a key factor in this. I think that Giddy is a reason, right? Like, I, I don't know if they go on to beat Denver. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't Come even on. know if they win the next game. The announcers were saying that during the game. And I was like, all right, let's, let's yeah, I, 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 I don't even know if they, I, I don't even know if they win versus Minnesota with Rudy Gobert back. Right. Like there's a lot of stand. There's a lot of things they have to go through here. But what I will say is there are some teams that have been in this play-in that the playoff style of basketball fits more to the style that the team is playing, played most of the season versus winning games in and out during the regular season. I think you can say that with the Lakers, with the new regime they've got. I think you say that with how the Bulls are when they set things up in a half-court type of play. Zach Levine kind of operate a little bit better, and I think you can say that with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I think there's a big difference when you have a guy that like can block seven shots in a game <laughs> standing <laughs> in the middle. But uh, I, I thought that Josh Giddey's style of offense spoke perfectly to this game that they were playing versus the New Orleans Pelicans. And I, I thought that they, they really just didn't have an answer for him at any point on the court. Except give, Jason, except uh, uh, Richardson going with the little bow to ooh, the right, right, the, I, right I, in the giddies. Right in the, I, <laughs> right in the giddies. <laughs> with uh, about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, Josh Richardson elbowed Josh <laughs> Giddy. It was Josh on Josh crime. I didn't realize that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever made me laugh that hard on this show. <laughs> right in the giddies is the bar. First off, first <laughs> bars, bars, bars out here. <laughs> uh, the flagrant foul right there. Uh, yeah, uh, giving credit to the Pelicans though. They 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 stuck oh, in this wow. game. It's not like the the Thunder like destroyed them in this one. But Brandon Ingram, no. Ingram next level. I mean, just the the shots that he was making down the stretch in this three minutes left, put back his own miss. Uh, 220 left. Iso jumper hits that one. 120 left. Another jumper from Ingram. Hits the free throws late. Like, he was dealing in this game. He's been on a different level for a while now. 30 points for him. Seven assists. 10 of 19 from the field. Only took two threes. Who scores 30 points in a quote-unquote playoff game and takes two threes? Like, it's DeRozan and him. That's like the only one. I was, was, was going to say, but might I introduce you to the Chicago Bulls? Yeah. <laughs> DeRozan and that's it. Like, nobody takes two threes and that's it. Like, Valanchunas made as many threes as, as Brendan Ingram did in this game. But, yeah, he was absolutely awesome. And, uh, yeah, Valanchunas was great, too. 16, 16 points, 18 boards. He dominated the boards all night. The Thunder were just a little bit better in, in certain areas. You, did, you didn't feel like the Thunder controlled this game. I felt like even when New Orleans made runs, the Thunder still had a control of this I game. Felt like, I felt like 
not control, but I felt like they were poised and could come back. Like that they were, they didn't get rattled, right? Where, where the Pelicans were all of a sudden going to open up a 20 point lead. I felt like they right. were still, they, they stayed the course basically. They never veered off course. Right. But I, I felt like the Pelicans, like they fought too in it. And I thought that there were certain moments where they definitely could have won this game. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I just think that right there's fight. Right. And I thought the Pelicans fought hard. I thought they fought back a, a bunch of times, but I also thought that, right. Like, that's why the lead that the, Lou Dort, what do you have? 14 in the first quarter, right? Like that's yeah. why Lou Dort going off offensively. That's why getting out to uh, a, a nice size lead was so important for yeah. uh, uh, OKC in this game. Because to me, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, they can come back, but OKC can build this back up. 35 seconds left. CJ McCollum hits that runner. They're up by four, by three. Yeah. With with 30 seconds left at that point. And then yeah. uh, instead of CJ hitting that runner, SGA hits that driving, like running, falling away to the left side. Yeah, and then, yeah, then, yeah. then they're up by two, like uh, instead of the Pelicans being up by three. Like that was a yeah. huge swing in the game. And it came down to that. Like if the, if the you know, CJ makes that shot, then it's we're probably talking about the, slipping too. We're, talk, we're talking about the Pelicans making like winning this game instead. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It, it also, like, why does CJ just slip there? Like, what's going on with the mop CJ, guy? CJ like, slipped the entire game. Five, <laughs> of, five of 15 from the field, 14 points. <laughs> hey, Nick is winning this. My goal every episode is to make Nick laugh as hard as possible. Hey, he's winning this episode. <laughs> CJ slipped the entire game. Bars, bars, bars. I, if, he was, if he was better, they win this game. Like, he should have been... He should have been up there, but we, we've seen CJ McCollum in games like this. Trey Murphy, though, I got to give credit to Trey Murphy, though. 21 points. He had that crazy second quarter uh, yeah. where he went off for 15 points in this one. Had some dunks. He tried one dunk, though, that he got blocked where I thought he was going for the he was going for the, the slam dunk title instead of the, yeah, the actual yeah, dunk itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, make that bucket. Pel- the Thunder get the win now. They move on again to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Bulls go on to play the Miami Heat. That'll be fascinating. You got to stick with Locked On NBA. Stick with all those Locked On shows if you want to hear more about that. Uh, but now, Pat the Designer, it's time. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. The only thing on the docket tonight for Count It Up, Kyle Kuzma versus Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, Bars. this goes back and forth for a while now. Back in the beginning of the season, November, December, I didn't look it up. I was there when the Wizards beat the the Mavericks and Spencer Dinwiddie was speaking to the media afterwards. And Spencer Dinwiddie is great to talk to for us. For the media, he's great. He says things all the time. He says what he's thinking. Uh, and he just goes on. He had that thing with Tony Brothers this year where he, you know, he went off on him. And uh, about Kyle Kuzma and about the Wizards, he was like, hey, you know, good for them over there. They got a bunch of guys that are just chucking to get some money. And, you know, that's great for them. And, you know, they don't, but they don't play like winning basketball and all that kind of stuff. And then Kuzma barked back at him later. And then now Dinwiddie went on FanDuel TV this week and was asked about the Kyle Kuzma beef again. And he brought back, hey, you know, what What did Draymond say? Insecurity is loud, which is what Gobert said the first time, by the way. We, we attributed yeah. to Draymond, but it's actually Gobert. Yeah. But Dinwiddie said, well, insecurity is loud. The way this guy dresses, the way that he, you know, speaks and the, all that, he, he's going to go get a payday and like good for him and all that. But but that's him, and that's what he's doing. And so then Kyle Kuzma hears this on FanDuel TV, apparently, or someone sent it to him probably, and responds with a uh, a thread on Twitter. And can I can I interest you in in me reading this out loud on the pod? Please, please. <laughs> Number one, 
insecurity is loud. The Wizards and I have so much real estate on Din. Hold on. Do I have a... On Din Island. <laughs> this guy got signed by a team 60 minutes and was traded before the season... 60 million and was traded before the following season was over. Two... What in the world have you won in this league? LOL, you've been bouncing around like a basketball, my boy. Number three, you can thank KD and Kyrie for the spearheading 34 wins before the All-Star break. 11 and 13 after the break for your playoffs. Four, second option, question mark, question mark, question mark. More like second point guard, LOL. My man watched you for two months at the end of your Wizards tenure being the second option. Average eight, four, four. Sounds good, but I'm glad you're hooping now. Five, and yup, I got a bag coming. Stop hating, LOL. And last but not least, number six. Lean in on, lean in on this one. The only way you'll ever be worth your contract is if the NBA finally gives you your wish of getting paid in crypto. Checks the markets. Enjoy the clicks. Bars! Don DeMarco, DeMarco, DeMarco. <laughs> Count it up. Count it up. Give it up. Give it give it bars. A scale of zero to five bars. Five being Ooh. five being the greatest thing. Listen, zero being listen, it's, it's nothing. Listen, we got we gotta do this in actual bars, right? This is a scale <laughs> of like back to back to no Vaseline. He's all the way on no Vaseline with this. All one. the way. Hey, all the way. You wanna know why? Because Nothing he said was wrong. And I think Dinwiddie's a nice player. I think he's a good player. I'm glad that he's gone on from the Bulls, like, hosing this guy, to uh, actually have a really nice NBA career. But there's two things that I look at. <laughs> you, because Dinwiddie talked about winning and making the playoffs. Yep. Shout out Kyrie, Kyrie and KD. Because <laughs> they were very mid and almost in the play-in <laughs> tournament in the second half of the season. Uh, shout out to... Uh, we're making second option jokes. He's not wrong about eight, four, and four. With the Wizards, yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong about that. Like, hey, they paid you all that money and you were eight, four, and four. And then finally, you gotta you gotta throw this in. Spencer didn't what he did say he he thought that we need to get to a point where we get paid in crypto, check the markets, and then puts the stock emoji down and says that's the only time you'll ever be worth your contract. My God, bars. You want to know why? Because Kyle Kuzma is probably going to get 20 M's a year going into next season just to be the second option on somebody's team. Uh, he's gonna be the Kyle Kuzma, I applaud you when Dallas pays you. They're, they're, they don't have that money. They don't have that money. They wish they – well, if Kyrie leaves, I guess. <laughs> If Kyrie, oh, if Kyrie man. leaves, they will. It's uh, it is funny to me. It's hilarious on several levels. But he starts with insecurity is loud question mark, and then he proceeds to list six things in order, like with the numbers, and call him boy, and call and like talk about crypto, and talk about all this, like call him out for being a second option, and all this stuff. It was like, if insecurity is loud, what does like a seven tweet thread where you start calling guys out, calling guys out, and hitting all the Hitting all the what, notes like that, say. What what's bigger though? A seven tweet thread or you going on FanDuel TV to sit there and go out of your way to Well, but he was he guy. was asked about it. So you're like, okay, well Kyle Cruz yeah, was the one that went out of his way. I, I just got I just it feel off. like right, got it off, didn't you know, Listen, I, 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 I just feel like it's one of those things, right? Like like 
50 Cent always says this. He says, I don't have a problem with nobody, but I also don't have a problem having a problem with people. <laughs> when you sit there and you pick a fight, don't be surprised <laughs> if I fight back, right? Like, listen, let's not Marcus Morris this thing and turn our backs after throwing a punch. You know what I mean? Like, that's really how I feel when it comes to stuff like this. Like, didn't what he thought this was just going to slide out. Oh, yeah, you know, he he really went, look at how he dressed. Look at his celebrity. Look at this. And you're upset that he's going to get bread? Like, ain't that the point in the NBA? Hey, listen, like, I, I mean, the, the Dallas Mavericks moved you real quick, my boy. Real quick. Well, the Mavs only move guys that have value, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought he got this one off. I thought this was justified. I like the back and forth. I like when people are mad at each other. The problem is this is happening on Brooklyn and the Wizards, and no one cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, we don't care. Not even the first <laughs> options on those teams. Not even the first <laughs> options on the Wizards and the Nets. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jesus. Uh, there you go. Go listen to Lockdown Bulls. Listen to Lockdown Mavs. It's your second listen today. And check out uh, Lockdown NBA tomorrow. Adam Mares, Wes Goldberg. Great stuff from them. Actually, I think Tony East is on with Adam Mares, so still be good. Go check it out. It's uh, Lockdown NBA tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.